regular Drews. Welcome, everyone. Episode- Welcome to episode. Oh, we were about to say it yeah. at the exact same time, Corey. <laughs> we're so in sync. I know. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 33 Danger on Deception Island. Well, aren't you a regular Nancy Drew? We sure hope so, and we hope you are too. Join us as we talk Nancy Drew cover to cover and click to click. Welcome to Regular Nancy Drew. And oh boy, is this one excellent. I love this one (laughs) so much, Corey. I think so for these last... So if you are not one of our gifted gumshoes on Patreon, you're missing out because we um, host polls to pick uh, which uh, which topics we should cover. Mm-hmm. And these last couple of polls that we've had, we have been like <laughs> loading them with the games that we really, really, really want to play. <laughs> and Danger and Deception Island is definitely one of them. Of course, yes. And our patrons came through for us they and they sure chose did. this one. They sure did. Secretly hoping for it anyway. I Well, I was secretly hoping for Deadly Device. Oh, that's a good one too. Because it's another really good one, but we didn't, maybe we'll cover that in the future at some point. But I hope so. Danger on Deception Island is a great, is truly a classic. So I'm, it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> they are, both games are very different eras, different mm-hmm. excellent qualities about them. So you can't really compare them by any means, true. but they're both, totally they're, they're both very good. Yeah. So this this game was originally released on October 3rd, 2003. Corey, where were you in 2003? Mm, probably reading the original mystery stories for the first time. <laughs> How like, old that were was you in 2003? Nine? Oh no, my ten. God. We were 10. We were 10. We were born in 93. That's oh easy my God. math. You're okay. right. You're right. Jeez Louise. Wow. <laughs> we Woo! were not math majors, if y'all can't no. tell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Danger and Deception Island is based off of um, Whispers in the Fog, number 153 of the Nancy Drew Mystery Story. And I did, Corey, I did notice about this that I thought was interesting. This um, mystery story was only released in 2000, and that was yeah. only three years prior to... <laughs> that was only three years prior to the release of Danger and Deception Island. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering... Do they have somebody on staff, or did they have, not currently, did they have somebody on staff at Her <laughs> Interactive is, who oh, is... they don't have someone on staff at Her Interactive. <laughs> <laughs> at all. <clears throat> Back in 2003, did they have somebody on staff who was reading all the Nancy Drew new releases? I feel like... Okay, so I know that they did have, like, a library in their office where they just had mm. a little room with all of the books and a couple of chairs in there. And I've, I've seen it on YouTube is the, the yeah. reason I say I, I know that. It's not like I've been there, but... Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like they probably had to have been reading them pretty yeah. regularly. Well, I was just surprised to see one that was so recent. Like, mm-hmm. I thought... I don't know why I had the impression that it would have been older ones, but... Yeah. I feel like we might have 
theorized about this a little bit before. Remember when we were doing um, Ghost Dogs Whispering Oaks? Because there was that other one that it was also that the game was also based mm. off of, like Mystery by Moonlight or Mystery of Midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonlight something like right. that. Moonlight, yeah. But that book was only released like a few months before Ghost Dogs of Moonlight came out. So it, oh. you know, they had to have had somebody that was getting right. the, the newest books and just reading them right then because right like a few months before the game would have already been starting mm-hmm. development at the very least. Right. Yeah. So, interesting. Interesting. If anyone just, in her interactive just something has any interesting. insight, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. I would be very interested to know because if there is a job somewhere, I, I know there's no longer one with her interactive, but if there is a job somewhere mm-hmm. that just involves me reading new Nancy Drew books, sign me the fuck up. Okay. Yes. Because I do, do that for free. I do that yeah. for free. Right. And you could pay me just the smallest, just the smallest fee to do that for you. You know, That's just the fine. smallest. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you want to do three words, Corey? Sure. So orca, whale. Yeah, um, orca. No, just orca. Just Not orca. whales. Not whale. Just orca. Orca. Okay. <laughs> um, the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> You're so much better at this than I am. Just generally the Pacific Northwest. It's. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm, there's just. hmm. Sabotage, Hmm. vandalism, theft. I wish there was a word to describe very, very strange people. Like just Mm -hmm. the weirdest people. Every single person in this (laughs) game is bizarro. They are kind of strange. They're, every single one of them is strange. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's not a normal amongst them. I was about to be like, oh, Jenna's... A... Never mind. Nope. <laughs> Thinking not. about what she says and does. Mm, no, she's, she's a bit of an oddball as well. But that's okay. But so, like, just like... Oddballs. Oddballs. There we oddballs. go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Orca, oddballs, Pacific Northwest. Yes. <laughs> Or workers and oddballs in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, kayaking. Gosh, gotta add kayaking. Four words. <laughs> Four words. First time in history because this game can't encapsulate can't be encapsulated in just three. Orcas oddballs, Pacific Northwest, and kayaking. <laughs> That's a pretty good summary right there. I'm sold really already. Is. If I really didn't know is. what this game was, I would be like, I'd play that. That sounds alright. Kayaking in this game is truly probably the highlight, I have mm. to say. It's, it's it's so much fun. It's like if you were kayaking, but absolutely not having to expend any kind of energy. <laughs> not you having to use your muscles or anything. So what could be better? What could be better yeah. than virtually kayaking? I love virtually kayaking, especially in this game, because the vibes are just, they're oh, there. It's, it's foggy. Immaculate vibes. Beautiful. The what rain. They call the buoys are like doing their bells occasionally. Mm-hmm. The rain sounds. Oh, it's just gorgeous. The music. The music is so music good is in this. The, the I don't know what instrument is it like a flute or something that they I'm not sure. I don't know. But it's beautiful. So good. Biking around. They outdid themselves with this one. Honestly, Aces. this whole like little chunk of games from now until like last train. Oh, yeah. 
just spectacular. Some of the best in the series, except Old Claw. So true. Because that's kind of like the odd, the odd one out in that series. Yeah. But like this one, yeah. Shadow Ranch, Blackmore Manor, Last Train, some of the best games in the whole series right there. I the totally agree. I totally agree. Because they're just Golden so classic. Year. Yeah, they they're really are. They're just so classic. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you can say what you want about, like, you know, navigation and, and puzzles and, you know, graphics or whatever. But, like, the concepts and the, like, commitment to... Uh, there's got to be a less cringy word than vibe. But, like, commitment to... <laughs> The vibes, you know what I mean? honestly, are yeah, commitment to the vibes in this game. Just <clears throat> absolutely spectacular. It's so good. You feel like you're in that part of the U.S. I feel I've, mm-hmm. I've never been, but I, yeah. supposedly it's exactly exactly what it's like. Probably because her interactive's headquarters was located pretty close True. to where this game is supposed to be set. So of course they're going to get it. So spot they understood on. it. Yeah, <laughs> they understood the assignment, and this was mm. really just like the golden mm-hmm. age for their concepts in their games yeah it's so the way that they structure this one is really good as well Mm -hmm. because you have right you have your mystery and you have your puzzles and you have stuff that you have to go do and people you have to go talk to but so much of the mystery too is in the details that are Mm -hmm. around you yes um you have to read and you have to like look up not that well not that you have to but like it enriches your your play of the game so much if you do that um and it's just it's that kind of attention to detail that kind of thoughtfulness and like in creating like the world of the game Mm -hmm. that i just don't think you see in later games as much yeah oh so good i also just have to give them credit i okay so granted i don't play a lot of other games so i don't have a lot to compare it to but i just absolutely love the way that they animate water I don't know. Every single mm. game that has any sort of flowing or running water in it, I just That's I so think true. That they get it spot on. Like it just you feel like it's real. You know, it just looks like real water. From I, I don't know. I I'm not an artist or anything, but I feel like anytime I've tried to like draw water or do anything mm. like that, it's just it's a mess with like the movement of the water, but also the shape of it and the color of it. And is it see through right. or not? They just they get it perfect, and it just it feels. That's so Great. true, especially when you're down in the sea caves. Mm-hmm. There's some things that feel so incredibly realistic about, like, the mud on the walls, even. Yes. And, yeah. like, yeah, when you're, like... You feel kind yeah, of dank in there. And yeah, like, yeah, and drippy and, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. They just, That's they so do, true, and I didn't even think of that. So well, so well, and I'm obsessed with it. But I'll just stare at the water sometimes moving. <laughs> that and um, Kapu Cave or top tier i love it yeah yeah that's a weird thing to to pick on but i just i'm obsessed no it's a great thing to point out i hadn't even considered that but especially when the game centers so much around the water Mm -hmm. to get such an important detail so right Mm -hmm. so yeah imagine if they so clutch had like terrible water animation skills when they did this one or like ransom the seven ships even it would be disastrous so disaster yeah props to y'all animators you did excellent it's beautiful (laughs) well anyway okay do we want to jump into our summary yes let's go for it okay so the game starts and we learn that nancy 
is on a ferry to Snake Horse Harbor on Deception Island, which is off the coast of Washington State. Mm -hmm. um, she's going on a vacation. So this is not a mystery. This is a vacation, a vacation that has been arranged by Bess and George, with I, which I thought was really interesting. But apparently she'll be staying with Katie, who is a friend of George, a friend of George's, um, who's also a marine biologist doing research on parasitic growth. I don't know why I included this as a detail, but I just I thought it was very it interesting. Well. Yeah. Yes. Um, because we don't really learn much about that after that. No, so. no. But when you consider what she's tasked with doing later, mm -hmm. I thought it was very weird. Anyways, yes. Um, she also happens to have a whale watching business. So we meet Katie. Um, we walk up to Katie and she's telling us about how this orca has shown up in the channel and we're like approaching her boat and we get on board and we find that it has been vandalized. Um, so Katie's looking over at everything. She tells us the engine is a wreck. It's shot. She can't start up her boat or anything. Apparently parts are missing and others are damaged. Um, she has no idea who might have done this. Um, but she tells us, you know, don't worry about it. I'll get it fixed. You go. You go enjoy your vacation. Go kayak, right? Because there's a kayak in the end of the dock. Go, go take the kayak out. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, so once we finish talking to Katie, we get to explore our area a little bit. We, uh, like you said, we're just at the dock at her boat, which she has like a houseboat that has a couple different mm -hmm. levels to it. We're in, we start out in the bottom level um, where Nancy and Katie's beds are. There's a little couch dining table area. There's a little kitchen, which we are able to use to make sandwiches. We can make as many sandwiches as we like. And there's a bunch of weird ingredients there. And we can give Nancy food poisoning if we really want to, which is funny. <laughs> Like jellyfish in the fridge and nancy will just yeah. eat it that's fine um nancy does literally also oh yeah we know that katie is studying parasitic growth and we're just pulling this this um flask out of the the <laughs> fridge labeled jellyfish and putting it on a sandwich we eat this specimen real quick and i'll be right back to you katie <laughs> Uh, but Nancy does also have her laptop there, so we're able to use that as um, like a little web search thing. We have a, a Google function, essentially. And then we can also go upstairs to where Katie has like her microscope set up. And there's a bunch of books everywhere that the vandalizer has thrown about. So we have to reorganize the books. We do end up finding a book about um, like wood identification, which will be important later. Um, and then if we go to the very top deck of the boat, we find that like the steering controls and everything. I don't know what it's called for a boat. I guess it's still a steering wheel, but um, her GPS has been broken as well on the boat. So we tell Katie that and she's like, oh, you should go over to um, the Hot Kettle Cafe where Holt Scotto likes to hang out because he might have a GPS that you can borrow because he's a fisherman and he has a GPS. So we're going to go do that right. later. Uh, we do also see in Katie's boat that there is a map of Deception Island that mentions some nearby sea caves, which I think we just mentioned, so we'll see those in a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. On our laptop, there's an article that we can read about uh, recent burglaries in the area. Two different stores have been burglarized um, in the past couple of days, like overnight in an equipment store for outdoor equipment and a hardware store were both broken into without really any traces of forced entry, anything like that. So very interesting. We do also see an article about this orca that has swam his little way into the, what is this called? The harbor. Channel. The channel. Okay. So mm -hmm. swam his way into the channel. He or she? I'm not sure, actually. I don't know that we ever learn the I don't know. It's important. sex of the whale. I don't know that yeah. it is either. 
but that's all right. <laughs> uh, but apparently, the National Marine Fisheries Service has made a ruling that no boats should be allowed within 300 feet of the orca, um, which seems like you know that should be reasonable. But the orca seems to be approaching people just on its own, just going up to boats. So um, you know, kind of uh, implication here that maybe it's been kind of trained to go up to people to get food mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Uh, but they do have um, a fine that they they said that they're going to start issuing fines. Anyone who goes up to the Orca has to pay like $1,000 or something like that. Um, and then we do also see an advertisement. Someone named Holt Scotto is running for Harbor Master. Um, so at this point, if we go talk to Katie, we can ask her a little bit more about the orca. She does tell us that she did, quote unquote, shoot her mouth off <clears throat> at the town meeting last night. She apparently was the one who had called the National Marine and Fisheries Service because she was worried about the orca. Um, and they asked her to monitor the whale's condition while they figure out what to do. So Katie is telling us that at that town meeting, she was agreeing with the National Marine and Fisheries Services with their plan to keep boats away. Um, and that angered a lot of people, um, especially people who fish for a living, because with the orca being in the middle of the channel, fishing boats are having to go the long way around the island to get out to sea, mm -hmm. um, costing them, obviously, time and fuel. Oh, we didn't mention on the boat, there's a note... That says stop meddling or else. Oh, yeah. So presumably, yes. Yeah, so the person who vandalized Katie's boat did it in an effort to make her stop meddling about mm. this orca business. Um, so, yeah, we can bike off to the hot kettle to try to go get that GPS from Holt Scotto. Um, and the hot kettle is beautiful. It's a beautiful cafe. It's, it's gorgeous. Can you imagine what it smells like in there? I bet it smells so good. I mean... It's like this beautiful old building. It's all wood. There are these beautiful wooden booths and these gorgeous stained glass windows. Um, there's also like this playing card puzzle set into the wall that we'll have to solve later. But it's just it's just beautiful. And there's like this big chalkboard up on the wall with all the menu items. Lovely. Okay. Absolutely lovely. So Scott is there sitting at the, um, at the bar and Scott. if we approach him, Holt, Holt, I don't know why I would put Scott, Scotto, Holt, Scotto. Yeah. <laughs> Holto, what I just wrote. <laughs> oh, too funny. Oh, yeah. So Holt is sitting up there at the bar. And if we go talk to him, he makes his resentment of Katie pretty clear. Um, so he's a fisherman, and so his business is hurting because of the whale. Um, but Katie's, he mentions, Katie's whale watching business is booming because of this orca. Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But he also uses the word meddlesome to describe her behavior. Where have we seen that word before? Where hmm. have we seen that word? On the note that was left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, he also tells us about Cadborosaurus for some reason. I, I don't really remember the context for this, but Cadborosaurus, a.k.a. Caddy, is the namesake of Snake Harbor, um, which apparently has the head of a horse and the body of a snake and apparently used to swim in the channel. Caddy was blamed for like <clears throat> a rash of disappearances back in the 1800s. So Holt tells us that these disappearances were actually due to press ganging. 
Although I do have to mention that he uses the term Shanghai, mm-hmm. um, not press ganging. Um, and Shanghai, that, that term is probably very likely rooted in uh, racism. Although I've tried to research it and it's kind of, uh, it's unclear. Um, but anyway, so press ganging was essentially kidnapping men and forcing them into service on vessels that operated in the area. Holt also tells us that um, there were actual secret panels and passageways built into like local establishments to enable this to happen. Um, And so obviously we know that we're going to find one eventually. (laughs) If somebody mentions a secret passageway, we're going to find a secret passageway. Oh, the tunnels, the secret passageways. That would have been another good word for our four, three words, five words. Five yeah. words now. There we go. Five words. Five <laughs> words. Uh, what were they? Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Orca. Oddballs. Orca. Kayaking. kayaking. Tunnels. <laughs> we're going to have to do like a word cloud or something. <laughs> that could be our puzzle for next month. A little crossword. Just oh, kidding. Oh, that would be fun. Thank you. Yeah. That would be cute. Anyway. So also talking to Holt, we can kind of tell that he has a very anti-environmentalist lean. He tells us that that is why he's running for Harbor Master, because he thinks it's high time that people, quote unquote, do what makes sense instead of, quote unquote, what is politically correct. Um, But anyway, (laughs) he will let us borrow his GPS now, Um, but only if we pass a little seamanship quiz first. He gives us like this piece of paper and we have to go around and find the answers to it. Uh, it's it's not too difficult, but um, it is annoying. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he lost my vote. Holt, you lost my vote. Um, so after we finish talking to Holt, we can talk to Jenna, who is the owner of the Hot Kettle Cafe. She's standing behind the, the coffee counter or whatever. When she learns that we are stay, staying with Katie while we're in town, she says, oh, my condolences. Um, so we learn, we're like, what does that mean? So we learn that she and Katie do not see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh, most recently, the orca. Um, she believes that the orca should be reunited with its pod as soon as possible, regardless of whether or not it's ill. Because Katie's mindset is that we need to get the orca, treat him for whatever might be going on, and then release him back. But yeah, she she just does not agree with Katie, so they do not um, they do not get along. I've heard that in the book, Jenna tries to kill Katie or something like it's a whole thing. What? But I haven't oh read the book, gosh. so I would love to read this one. But they it, like apparently it's much worse in the book that they don't get along. But wow, I know, I know. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I know that's well, that's interesting too because I was kind of curious because it did seem like Jenna's anger towards Katie was rooted in something much deeper than mm-hmm. everything else she seemed to have a problem with. When you talk to uh, Bess and George about it on the phone, they say like, oh, maybe she's jealous, you know, that Katie is all educated or whatever, and she's not, or like they make it, it's, it's. That's problematic. It, it is very problematic. Especially when you consider that Jenna is not a white woman. Yes. Yeah, and this is something I really want to talk to you about later because they, okay. the coding of her character, because it's not explicit at all. Right. Um, and I find it very interesting. But yeah, no, it's just like, it definitely seems like there is more going on to that relationship that is not discussed in right. the game. And so I'd be very interested to read what the book has to say about it. Yes. 
But Jenna does also tell us that it wouldn't surprise her if Katie was feeding the whale herself, which is illegal. The fishery service has not asked her to do that or anything. Um, she said it wouldn't surprise her, though, if Katie had trashed her own boat as like a way of throwing suspicion onto somebody else, like maybe Holt or like, you know, trying to impact his election prospects because he's running for harbor master. Um, whatever. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> She also tells us that somebody named Andy Jason has offered to buy Katie's business from her, but she has not um, not taken him so, up on that offer. Um, and then she will also give us as much clam chowder and blueberry muffins as we ask for, and all for free. So yes. thank you, Jenna. So honestly, Jenna is my favorite character just, well, second favorite character, just for this very fact. The fact yeah. that she feeds us clam chowder just on and on and on whenever we ask for it. She Who's wins. your favorite? Uh, Hilda. Oh, oh, of course. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking of like our main four suspects yeah, that we yeah. see in the game. But yes, yeah. obviously Hilda. Obviously Hilda. Easy. <laughs> Uh, but now this opens up the option to bike over to Andy Jason's business, which is called Whale World. He has like a physical Whale World business establishment, right? <laughs> Where Katie just has her boat, I believe. But yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his little tagline. Whale World. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um, but he has like a whole like his like the front area of his little business is like a gift shop area. And then his front desk within in the back is this massive, like almost museum type room where you can go learn about whales and do little whale games and trivia games or questions. And um, yeah, it's just, it's cute. And then I think there's like four or five little things that you can do in there that are interactive. And then if you mm-hmm. do all of those and win, then you get to redeem that for a prize, but we'll get to that mm-hmm. later. Uh, but Andy tells us that he is trying to buy Katie out of business and this orca is kind of messing things up for him because it's taking all of his business away from him because Katie is allowed to get up close to the orca right. and she takes her paying customers with her where he is not allowed to get that close. So she's that like stealing so all That is so problematic. Business. Like that is so unethical. I can't mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know where she gets off. Yep. So Katie Katie's not looking too hot, honestly. Mm-hmm. I Joe. Yep. Um, in his gift shop that he has in the front of his shop, we can ask him about this like boat in a bottle that he has. And he tells us that it was made by someone named Benjamin Hawkins, who was one of the first non-native settlers in the area. Um, and apparently Andy bought it from some lady who went quote unquote bonkers after her husband died. Um, this is going to be the Hilda that we know and love. And we'll talk about her <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> But we can also ask Katie about um, this Benjamin Hawkins guy later. And apparently he lived here in around the 1800s and had a cabin in town where the lighthouse is now. And we'll go to the lighthouse a little bit later. Uh, But apparently Hawkins had like a feud with a sea captain. So whenever the sea captain would sail into harbor, Hawkins would go into hiding with his family. And no one knew where, where he would go during this (laughs) little like feud time that he had. Yeah, so like you said, um, once we play all the games in Andy's Little Museum and win them all, we can spin for a prize and we win a free whale watching tour, (laughs) which so we go out with Andy on his boat alone Yep, (laughs) for this whale watching tour. Um, Creepy. Just an 18 year old and a grown man. (laughs) Like, like, honestly. Like, honestly, he's like, yeah, I'll just take you out right now. Reed, I'm going to murder you on my whale watching boat. Yeah, Um, out in the middle of the water with no escape. (laughs) 
but we do get to see the orca so that's cool it is kind of a pretty um a pretty moment where we get to see all kinds of nature and everything yeah. it's it's fun um if you just don't think about you know the implications what is that from sunny the... it's always sunny <laughs> it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah. you know because of the implication <laughs> she can't say no <laughs> there's that implication as well and the murder thing um right right so at this point we can go explore the beach and the lighthouse that's like on the other side of katie's boat mm-hmm. on the beach <laughs> i think this is the funniest part of the, the whole game to be honest there is a broken piece of wood just sitting you know like on the rocky shoreline or whatever of this beach and nancy is so concerned about this piece of wood and i'm just like in what universe are you walking on a beach? You see a janky piece of wood and you're like, oh, what is that? Why is that here? <laughs> it's a piece of wood on the beach. Yeah. It's lit. Where, what did you expect to see on a, on a beach? Right. Um, anyway, of course, Nancy picks it up and takes it because she's interested in it, I guess, for some reason. I don't know. Um, But does have SS written on it. Obviously, this is going to be relevant later, and that's why she's interested in it. But it's just so funny to me. Nancy's intuition. She always knows when an irrelevant item is crucial to a case. That's true. We can just chalk it up to Nancy's godlike intuition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's also a message in the bottle that we can see out caught in some rocks that we have to dislodge by skipping rocks over, which is quite fun. Mm. Um, And as soon as we pull that open, it says like some weird numbers and also the word rosebud on it. Mm. Um, And we start finding these little messages in a bottle all over the place, which is very interesting. Yes. Um, All of them say rosebud on the inside. Um, If we ask Jenna about the bottles, she tells us that almost all of them were probably made and left by Hilda Swenson, um, a -hmm. local who actually used to be mayor. And I didn't remember this until this recent playthrough. She was the mayor. Yep. We need to talk about this later. Famous Hollywood lady. I knew, I remember that part, right. but I forgot about yes. the, the so mayor Yes, so she thing. and her husband used to be in Hollywood. They decided to move to this Pacific Northwest town to retire, get out of that business, mm-hmm. and she became the mayor. But she started doing odd things after her husband died, like talking to walls is what Jenna said. Um, and then one day she just decided to row across the island that she and her husband owned, by the way, her husband <laughs> owned an island and has never left that island since. So mm. interesting. Very interesting. Um, sound familiar to uh, Andy's story earlier about the lady who went bonkers after her husband mm-hmm. died. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, if we go up to explore the lighthouse, we are warned off by a very angry Holt Scotto. Um, he tells us no trespassers allowed, Missy, or whatever he says, <laughs> I don't remember. But so we're not able to get close to the lighthouse just yet. Mm-hmm. After we have thoroughly explored the beach and caught a male Dungeness crab, because that is one of the things that Holt is requiring us to do to pass this seamanship quiz for some unknown reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them I get, which is like, you know, what does port and starboard mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, what kind of knot is this? You know, like some basic things about like types of boats, crab identification. Why? I don't know about you. I would never be able to go kayaking if I didn't know the difference between <laughs> male and female Dungeness crabs. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so after we find that, Holt will provide us with the GPS and we can go kayaking. <laughs> Yay! Yay! The finally. best part of the game. Mm-hmm. So this is just an incredible part. We can kayak pretty much all around the harbor. There are a bunch of buoys that are kind of scattered about the area that we're able to kayak in, and some of them are like, danger, don't go past here. So you, it's kind of like a maze that you have to navigate. But then if we kayak out to um, kind of the area where the lighthouse is, we're able to find those sea caves that we mm-hmm. saw on the map earlier. Um, we do find more messages in bottles here. And then um, I think there's four of them in total. Nancy realizes that the numbers, when you put them all together, they make up GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm. So if we program these numbers that we found into our GPS, it takes us over to the other side of the harbor. So we have to kayak all the way across again. And this takes us to a little secluded private beach, which is absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little tide pool in it with little fish in it. And you can cook on the fish. What is his name? Lumpy. What? Do you not know about this? There's an Easter egg. If you click on Lumpy, I think it's like 30 times. It's a lot. You have to click on him or like, quote unquote, tickle him because Nancy's like, if you touch it or click on him, Nancy's like, oh, he's ticklish and he'll swim around for you. Uh But if you click on him a few times or enough times, a little dialogue box will pop up for Lumpy and be like, hi, I'm Lumpy. I was made by Kyle Jones and um, I don't remember the other guy's name. I apologize. Other guy, Donovan Larson. Kyle Jones and Donovan Larson, I believe. So you did know. (laughs) I did know. It it had to come to me. And from your mind palace. Wow. Yep. I never knew that. I'm pretty sure it's Lumpy is his name, which (laughs) is a weird name for What if it's like Peter or something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, Lumpy's in his little tide pool. And then there is like stuff to build a sandcastle. And you can actually build a sandcastle in the game. You you oh. took a screenshot and showed it to me. It was gorgeous, your sandcastle. You. I love it. Thank you. I do it every single time I do a playthrough. I try to make the most elaborate, beautiful sandcastle mm-hmm. in the world. An architectural marvel. <laughs> Just absolutely. Uh, so, yes, there's the stuff to build sandcastle. Um, and then there's also, like, there's a little tiny island kind of across. And you have to, like, jump on certain rocks. It's kind of a puzzle that if you jump on the wrong rock, Nancy will fall in the water and drown or something. But <laughs> something. you can, like, hop the rocks and the logs yeah. to get over to the other part of the little island. Um, that's pretty much it there. Except there's this weird little bag on the beach. Kind of near Lumpy's area where he is in his tide pool. Wait, it's a bag? I don't know if it's a bag or just like a blanket that has something in it. I oh, I, I assumed it was saying. like a burlap sack almost, yeah, 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 yeah. but with something you, else you, on it. Not a bag, but there's this weird fabric thing that's over just kind of sticking out of the water. So if Nancy goes over and picks it up, we find this like seashells shaped box inside of it with a lock on it that has not numbers, not letters, nautical flags. Maritime alphabet flags. Um, so if we go back to the hot kettle, we can find a, like a chart of all the nautical flags. And we're able to input the letters for Rosebud mm-hmm. into that little shell. And three letters pop out of the box. Um, one of them is just a list of directions written out as like P and S. So port and starboard, obviously, for left and right. Um, but just a long string of that. So who knows where that leads to. There is a story that's kind of a kind of a weird story, but it's using all those like nautical maritime. What is that called? The, the Alpha Naval Bravo Alphabet? Charlie. Yeah, that Disco, one. Disco. Yeah, whatever that's called. Foxtrot, whatever. 
Um, so we have to solve that. It's a puzzle and well, not a puzzle, but it's a code. And so we decode it and it says, um, ask H S a, whatever, ask all the, like the other characters for Hilda's gift. That's mm-hmm. the code that we have to unscramble. And then the final note is a note from Hilda herself. She says that there's something fishy going on in snake horse Harbor and she has secrets to share. So if she, um, she'll only tell us what those secrets are, if we send her something from something in Morse code from the top of the lighthouse. Um, and then that ask for Hilda's gift thing, we have to go figure out what that gift was in order to figure out what it is that we need to send in Morse code. Right. Ooh, thank you, Hilda. <laughs> I love puzzle. this. I wish, I know we talked about this before, but what I wouldn't wish to have a Hilda in my life. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about it later, but I don't know if you saw it a while ago. I posted on Reddit. I had an idea for a sequel that surrounds Hilda because I strongly believe she needs to be brought back for a new game because we don't get enough they Hilda just in the series. So many great characters throughout really these games that mm-hmm. it's such a shame that we don't get to see more of them. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, so we do also have to investigate this piece of wood we found for some reason. Again, I don't get it. But we do that over the course of a few phone calls, one with a Dr. Predovichu um, and one with Casey at the Maritime mm-hmm. Library. He's hilarious, by the way. Another yes. great character. After some waiting, Casey will tell us that he figured out that the piece of wood came from this boat called the SSS, SSS, Jesus, the SS Whitechapel Dawn. And apparently that wrecked in Snake Horse Harbor five years ago. Um, there were a couple weird things about this, though. One, apparently, is that ship went down in water too deep to have anything wash ashore. Nancy tries to, like, justify this. Like, well, maybe there was a storm or something that, like, you know, washed up this piece of wood from the bottom. And Casey is adamant that he knows and that would not happen. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Sorry, Casey. Sorry for trying to explain something. My bad. Um, And then two, apparently there were also some rumors um, that there was something odd about the cargo um, that was being carried on the ship. So very likely the ship was smuggling something. Right. So, yeah. So once we figure that out, we can go solve the puzzle thing from Hilda. So if we go ask Holt for the gift that Hilda gave him... He'll give it to us if we solve a chess problem he's working on, which, what a weird guy. I'm sorry. (laughs) So bizarre. It's like he thinks, we should talk about this later, but it's like he thinks that, like, he's intellectually challenging us, which makes me hate him. You know what I mean? That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Can you solve this, little lady? You know? Are you smart enough for this? Prove to me that you're good enough to like input numbers into a GPS and then I'll let right. you borrow mine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but he'll give it to us after we do that. Um, well, he tells us, <laughs> sorry, he tells us to go ahead and look inside his duffel bag for a chess book to help us solve this problem. So we can, but he does also say <laughs> your face, Corey. face. Yep. He does also say, um, I've made a note of it. Oh, he, this is what it is. He asks us what else he thinks he has in his duffel. Oh, yeah, I do, I do remember that. Yeah. Ew, Nothing in the world oh, can man. get me to open that bag. <laughs> nope, I don't want to know what's in there. I'm better off not knowing. So gross. 
Yeah. I think it, I think that he said it earlier, but anyway, <laughs> the grossest old man. Um, but so we can look in his duffel bag. <laughs> it sounds dirty now. So we can look in his duffel bag, his non-sexual <laughs> duffel bag. And look at some of the stuff he has in there. He has a chess book. He also has a um, book on poker, which will help us with the puzzle in the hot kettle cafe mm-hmm. if we need it. But inside that book, we do find a little four-digit code written on a slip of paper. Um, I forgot to say this earlier, but there's a lock on the lighthouse door. So that four-digit code will get us into the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Once we solve his chess puzzle thing, he'll give us or show us the gift. Um, turns out it's a pocket knife with the phrase one bum on it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is Hilda calling Holt a bum or is she saying Holt has a nice bum? We'll never know. Why not? Porque no las dos. Jenna will show us hers if we go clamming for her, which is so annoying. I don't mind it, honestly. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I don't know why I like the chores so much in this game, but I'm like, yeah, I'm on, on my way doing it right now. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. the I don't like the clamming. It's just, oh, okay. it's just, you can always, so you have to get the little thing and then it, you have to, there are all these little holes everywhere in the sand that you go, I guess, shoot water into or whatever it is you're doing to clam. I don't know. I've never been clamming, but you can, there can sometimes not be clams and it's like, don't give me a hole. If yeah. there's not going to be a clam in it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like a dead fish skeleton. It's gross. Yeah, it's like, see that. it's like Russian roulette or something. Like, I don't yeah. want to play this game. No. I don't want to dig up a dead fish. Fair enough. Anyway, Andy will just give us his because apparently it's a design that he used uh, for a free keychain. Um, and his says, Tren. Weird. Um, right. So mm-hmm. all these weird phrases that we're getting. So after we talk to Andy, we get to go back over to the hot kettle to ask Jenna about her gift. Um, And she tells us that someone has just broken in or um, they had a break in while she was gone getting the gift and the police had just left. Um, She says that they stole food, which we'll have to talk about this later. What is the menu there? Where is the kitchen? Anyway, um, also they stole some (laughs) spare layout issues. You always get you. You always have such issues with the the layout of the building not making sense. <laughs> I know, I know. So yes, we'll have to talk anyway, about the fourth later. But <laughs> um, so, but they also stole some spare boat parts. Who do we know that is in need of some spare boat parts? Hmm. Interesting. Um, Jenna tells us that this is especially strange because she knows that all the doors and windows were locked, so she has no idea how they got in. Good thing we know about the press gang situation and the secret <laughs> passageways that are running all about town. Uh, but we do uh, we do end up getting the gift from Hilda from her, which is a necklace that says Elif on it, E-L-E-P-H. Also very strange, don't know. Um, but at this point, uh, so previously in the game, there's like a private party room in the back of the hot kettle and we weren't able to go in there before because there was like a you know, private party going on back there. Uh, but now that those people have left after everything has happened and we're able to look around back there as well, um, we noticed that there are, like you said, there's these, I don't know, plaques in the wall, little mechanical things in the wall that if you could, like click on each one of them, you're able to change what card suit is showing basically. So you can flip the, the things around. So you have to make like in poker, like a royal flush for all of the I don't feel like I'm describing this very well, but all the <laughs> all the things on the wall that you can change yeah. the things. 
We saw, we, we saw the card puzzle in the walls. Yes, yeah, so we <laughs> solved the card puzzle in the walls, and this opens up access to the secret passageway. Woohoo! So obviously Finally. this is how the thieves got in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to go down there, but it's too dark to see anything, so we have to go back to the boat and ask Katie for a flashlight. And when we do, we see that Katie has a bunch of boxes there from Save King, which is where Jenna says that she shops and where she bought her boat parts from. Very suspicious. Um, and Katie's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, everyone shops there. It's a small town, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do also... <laughs> When we get back to the boat, also, there is, there's, like, this little closet downstairs, and inside the closet, there is this ice cooler or freezer. I'm not sure if it's, like, a electric plug-in deep freezer or if it's just a, a cooler cooler, but previously, it had just been, like, a frozen block of ice inside, and now we notice that there is water everywhere, all over the floor of the boat, and Nancy goes into that closet, and she sees now the, the freezer has started to defrost, and there's just a bunch of, like, dead fish in there. Ew. Disgusting. Okay, yeah, very gross. Um, so we'll go ask Katie about it, and she will admit, yeah, I've been feeding the orca illegally. Uh, she says, I must not be the only one that's been feeding him, though, because there's not enough fish in the channel for, like, her to just feed on alone, him or her, I'm not sure. Um, but even... You know, now that I'm seeing my notes, I do think that Katie referred to the orca as a she. Oh, okay. Well, I she. Think. I'm sorry, orca misgendering you not on purpose <laughs> i'm sorry uh but anyway there's not there's like not enough fish in the channel to support this orca and so katie says even with what she's been giving the orca the whale's still doing just fine so it's probably somebody else has been feeding her as well at this time though katie tells us i i reckon she's pretty embarrassed been caught doing something illegal because she tells us that this is not the best time for her to have a house guest and she should have rescheduled anyway um, so as soon as she fixes fixes the engine in her boat, she's going to drive us back to the mainland so that she can catch a plane, so that Nancy can catch a plane to River Heights. She's kicking us out. Go home. I thought that this was going to be a second chance, like the very first time that I played this. Oh. It's like, oh, I screwed it up. Like, you know how in other games you screw up. You weren't up, supposed Nancy to ask for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we're, we're not in the second chance. We can just keep playing the game. So now we have yeah. kind of a quick deadline here to solve this mystery mm-hmm. before Katie is ready to ask us to leave right i think it's interesting that you are passing it off it's like oh she's embarrassed right it's like no is she embarrassed or is she's like let's get this sleuth out of here because she's on to me that's how i always read it that's a very good way to read it it's always just like such suspicious timing you know what i mean like right when we we find out like oh did you or when we see this the save king parts and right when she admits to having fed the orca she's like you know i think it's best if you leave mm-hmm. it's like all right bitch like wow. what are you hiding that is definitely very suspicious now that you mention mm-hmm. it i should have framed it that way oh okay <laughs> yeah so once we're able to get the light from katie we can now go down into the secret passageway to explore Yes! I love exploring secret passageways. Yes. It's my number one favorite activity mm-hmm. in the secret games. Um, and this is honestly a really great secret passageway, I have oh, to yeah. say. Oh, um, yeah. Well, it's also super cool how the table, like in the hot kettle, <gasps> like actually like Folds retracts into the, into the wall. Retracts. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So and just cool. Opens up a hole in the floor right underneath. Yeah. 
Imagine you're having your your tea at the hot kettle. And Imagine then you're sitting in the table and then just a pirate just grabs you by the ankles and <laughs> yanks you out to sea. Oh my gosh, so scary! Wow, wow, that's terrifying. It's a very yeah. It's yeah, it's a dark. It's dark. But <laughs> um, it's. it's... <laughs> Um, literally and also figuratively dark because in the passageway is down. <laughs> you have to climb down a ladder into this right. dark, damp series of tunnels. Um, so if we explore down there, there's also a bunch of like stacked stones around, presumably as like, you know, markers for like where you are in the tunnels. Um, and when we explore, we notice that these tunnels also lead to an outdoor gear store and a hardware store. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, especially considering those recent burglaries that went on there. So we know that the thieves are using these tunnels to break into local businesses. Um, this tunnel also leads to the basement under the lighthouse. Once we realize that based on like a familiar noise that we hear, that we also hear outside of the lighthouse, we can now unlock the basement to the lighthouse and unlock the door between the lighthouse and the tunnel so that we can travel that way as well. Um, I always wished that there would have been some reason to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like some situation in which, I don't know, we get like trapped under the tunnels and, <sighs> and we had to get out through the other way in order to like alert someone or something. Mm -hmm. But that I thought it was a missed opportunity, you know? Had this game been made like 10 years later, they definitely would have put something like that in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it in the sequel mm -hmm. when they make the sequel. Definitely. Sorry, Hilda. Or the remastered version. Oh, I would love to see this game remastered. Sorry. I know. Don't want to get this But okay, wouldn't sorry. it be so beautiful? Okay. Um, yeah. So unlocking this also unlocks a trapdoor in the basement of the lighthouse that leads down into the sea caves. Mm. Interesting. Um, so if we go down that ladder into the sea caves, there's also a fancy puzzle built into the wall that we'll have to solve later. Anyway, now that we have all of these three gifts from Hilda with all those weird phrases on them, we can spit this into the anagram solver because it is an anagram. Turns out that those uh, letters can also spell out telephone number. Mm. Um, so Hilda is asking that we send her our telephone number in Morse code from the top of the lighthouse. So we have to gather a few things and fix the lamp before actually being able to do this. But as soon as we do um, and back away from the light in the lighthouse, we immediately get a call from Milda, which means she's just waiting. She's just sitting there on her island with her binoculars, yeah. just waiting for us to figure this out. Um, Hilda is hilarious. Hilda. certifiably hilarious um and tells us that people only think she's crazy because that's what she wants people to think that she yes. literally pretended to go crazy so that people would leave her alone after her husband Balls. died iconic queen shit honestly honestly though amazing um she, she tells us a lot of things. She also tells us that she's seen someone up in the lighthouse, but she couldn't tell who it was. We do tell her, yeah, it looks like someone has been been here. There's like some trash around. There's a Cocoa Kringle bar wrapper and like a soda can and stuff. And then she tells us she sent us an email and we're like, how did you get our email address? And she's like, oh, I have my ways. <laughs> 
Hilda is so amazing. I know. So I I love her so much. So if we go read that email that she sent us, she sent us more coordinates. But of course, she doesn't make it easy. She makes us like have to hunt around for certain numbers to solve her puzzle to fill in to actually get these coordinates. But once we do that, once we figure that out, we get the coordinates that leads us to something floating in the water, which we pull out. It's like this weird electronic thing. I have no idea what this what this is. Do you know what I this is? I couldn't tell you. It like calls for something eventually, but like I don't understand what it is. I don't it's know. A magnet. That's a bad um, guess. I don't know. Maybe. But once we pull that out of the water, immediately our phone rings again and it's Hilda. So she literally, she's just watching us run around town in her binoculars, which is like, how does she have this kind of incredible viewpoint? I don't understand. Right. But it's, it's impressive. She, it's also creepy. She's not wasting any time, I guess. Although... <laughs> If she wanted this solved faster, maybe just give us the real coordinates instead of it's sending so us all over. <laughs> she has this like this rationale that like she's making us work for it. She wants to make sure that like we're worthy of like knowing whatever the secret it is she's gonna tell us, but it's like it's worthy weird. or just like competent at handling it when it's all revealed. <laughs> I think she's probably just bored. I think she's probably. bored. And a lonely, and is like, I'm going to create some crazy puzzle scavenger hunt situation for some young girl to solve. <laughs> oh, man. oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she calls us. She gives us our next mission. She reads us this poem um, that directs us to, like, this anvil-like stone that... If we remember, we saw there's like an anvil stone in the tunnels. So the device that we now have from the water, we can use that as soon as we get to wherever it is that this whole hunt is sending us. Cool. Just tell us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just tell us. Um, so when we, you know, go hunt down that anvil thing, this is where we use the port starboard, port starboard directions from right. the original box. Once we do that, we find... More coordinates, of course. Wow, what else? <laughs> um, then we use those coordinates, and that leads us to something else in the water. So it's literally like water back and forth to the water. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's so a time exhausting. killer. Yeah. really is. And it's a box that has some fancy binoculars in it. And then we get another call from Hilda. What will be our last call from Hilda? Because she says she's getting predictable and she doesn't want to do that. So she tells us her secret, finally. She tells us that when she left Snake Horse Harbor, in her effort to seem crazy to everyone, um, she left everything behind. But she now realizes that she left something that she shouldn't have, um, a notebook on Benjamin Hawkins. Apparently her and her husband had like researched him or something. I don't know. She says someone has obviously found this notebook now and is using it for crimes um, mm. because of the break-ins. So she knows she knows about the tunnels. She knows that they all lead to those places, and she knows noticed the pattern, right? right? And is telling us like this is what's happening. So she tells us to take the binoculars that are from that um, box and look at the ship in the bottle in Whale World, and to use the symbols there, uh, and we'll know how and when. 
So if we go back to the lighthouse and then go down into that weird space under the lighthouse, this leads us out into the sea caves. Like you were saying, there's that weird mechanism on the wall with the buttons. Well, this is where we need to use those symbols that we saw through the binoculars. And so when we enter those, like into the little puzzle thing, a portion of the wall just opens up in the sea cave. Uh, so we get out into our little kayak and we kayak out to those sea caves and we are able to just paddle right into that hole in the wall and we find there's like this huge chamber behind whatever false wall that we opened up um and in here there's a bunch of stuff just like i don't want to call it the shore but there's like a landing of rock mm -hmm. and then the water nancy can like paddle right up to it and then we see a bunch of boxes on the rocks and then once we get out of our kayak somebody swims up behind us and who is that somebody? It's the orca. <laughs> oh my god. Turns out she's very friendly. Um, there was like <laughs> a like a scuba air canister thing on the rocks. And when Nancy gets out of her boat, she accidentally knocks into the water. And the orca will like play with us and like go underneath the, the air canister and like bonk it up back towards us. Like she's playing fetch or something. It's so cute. You can sit there and play fetch with the orca for too long, yes. honestly. It's, there's it's also, pretty adorable. There's a little beach ball that you can use to yeah, actually it's throw the ball so here. Funny. Um, but there are some, also on the rocks up there, there are some crates from the SS Whitechapel Dawn, which is, mm. of course, that piece of wood that we found earlier. It broke off from one of these crates. Um, so Nancy makes a comment about that. And then we do also find some, like, styrofoam coolers full of frozen fish. Obviously, somebody's been feeding the whale. And then we find some diving gear. So, like, obviously, there's scuba diving canisters, some other snorkel and stuff like that. And then a weird, like, harness, like, light-up harness thing that has instructions that implies that it's, like, military equipment or something like that. This is where the game goes off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> harness that the orca's going to wear to swim with. I don't know what this is supposed to do. Uh, but then we do also find a pair of work gloves. And there's Firestone written on the wrist of these gloves. So, uh -oh. yes. Looks like, and looks like it's pointing to Katie, looks like someone has been training the orca to swim down, get these crates with the hands that orcas have, and then bring them That's back That's what the harness is the for. Shore. I don't know how the orca uses the harness to get the stuff, but the, mm. the harness is so the orca can ret retrieve it. Interesting. I don't get it, but yeah. That's interesting. I've never considered this before. I, I don't know why I assumed that it was like light so that the orca could see better underwater, because <laughs> why would an orca need that? But also, what would the harness be for? It's not like he can strap a box to That's his harness. That's what I'm confused about. I think... I think maybe it has like loops on it or something mm. so that if the orca is trained, it can loop it around the boxes and swim it Interesting. up. But you can't That's really. a lot of training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe magnets somehow? Or they're like, I'm going to see like... if this is a thing that actually exists because surely this is rooted in something right i hope i hope so okay so there are beluga whale harnesses dolphin harnesses whale from 2019 whale with harness could be russian weapon says norwegian experts 
There's it's a beluga. Holy crap! This is an interesting article. Sorry. There was a beluga whale found sporting uh, like this harness that came up to a boat in Norway. Hmm. A white whale that was trained by the Russian Navy as part of a program to use underwater mammals as a special ops force. Yeah, I, I want to see, but I, what I want is I want to see a picture of this kind of harness so that I can yeah. know how it potentially operates, but I don't know. I see that article as well. It just looks like some straps. It doesn't look like a yeah. technical but, thing. I mean, maybe they would put a camera on it, you know? I could understand yeah. that. But although, like, for what purpose? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to just yes. have a, like, a remote sub or something that you put yeah. a camera on? You know? I right? don't know. Whatever. Sorry, you know. Well. Sorry. Well, we find the, um, we find the gloves with Firestone on them. So we're like, all right, we got to go talk to Katie about this, right? We got to confront her. Clearly she's involved with this somehow. Let's go figure out what's going on. So we're going, we're kayaking back to the boat and we get a call from Bess and George who are like, Hey, how's it going? And, uh, Nancy's like, Hey, your friend kicked me out. Um, <laughs> so I'm leaving soon. And they're like, that's not like her. Something weird must be going on. You know, this isn't like You're her like, at all. Yeah. She's feeding an orphaned whale. She's smuggling yeah. goods. Who the heck is your friend, George? <laughs> Um, and they're like, okay, we'll keep us posted. Right. So we hang up with them and then we go back to where we kayak back to Katie's boat and Katie's boat is gone. Katie Mm. has just left us just with the kayak. All of Nancy's luggage is in that boat. Just, just left us out at sea to go do her crimes (laughs) or whatever. Right. So we have to now get somebody to take us out in their boat because it's about to get dark outside. We don't want to just kayak out into the middle of the ocean for no reason. So we're going to go ask around and see if somebody can like boat us out there. Is that the right word? Give us a ride on their boat out there. (laughs) So we go ask um, Holt and Jenna and Holt is like, "Um, absolutely not. It's getting dark. Just call the coast guard. And so we asked Jenna and she's like, "Uh, sorry, no, I can't. I can't take you out there. Maybe ask Andy Jason because he's got the boat. Right. So we go ask Andy and he's like, oh, you think Katie's involved with this? Well, yeah, obviously I got to go help you catch her in the act, right? Um, so we make this kind of deal to take, Andy's going to take Nancy and her kayak out like halfway. And then Nancy is going to take the kayak just up to the boat so that no one sees or hears her coming. And then she can kind of sneak onto the big ship that they have wherever they're going, which how does she know? Well, let's just, where let's just going? be clear. Yeah. Let's just be clear that we don't know about this boat until we get there. You know okay, what I mean? Fair enough. Like we drive out there. Yeah. I don't know why Nancy takes her kayak if she doesn't know about it, but she right. definitely doesn't know about it until she gets right. there. Does she think she's sneaking up on Katie's boat? Cause it's maybe. not Katie's boat. It's like a ship ship that we end up going to. Maybe she thinks she's sneaking up on Katie. Maybe. But whatever. There's a pretty sizable ship anchored out wherever it's anchored. Um, So Andy's like, all right, be careful. Call me if you need backup. Go on, go get her kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we're able to kayak up there. There's conveniently a ladder on the side of the ship, and we're able to climb up that ladder. And we overhear some men talking as we're climbing up the side. And they're like, oh, the whale's making her final dive. We'll be out of here in about an hour, right? So we're on a schedule to find Katie and get out of here before this boat leaves. 
So um, we sneak on board and overhear more of the crew talking. Turns out these are the people who are also responsible for the recent string of burglaries, um, though apparently mm. their boss wasn't happy that some of the crew had like partaken in this. So which really begs the question, like, who is the boss, right? right. Who's the boss of this operation? Hmm. Um, we also learn that the smuggled goods are animal furs, which... Why what? does that have to be smuggled with these, like, endangered? Why is that... Why is that what we are smuggling? Shouldn't it be something right. a little... I don't know. I guess animal furs are valuable, but, like, it just seems like a weird thing. To, like, we have to recover the animal furs. It was, like, drugs right. or something. I get it. But, like... They can't put drugs in the Nancy Drew games. Of course not. The pharmaceuticals and secret skin killer is about as illicit as it needs to get, yeah, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, we find out it's animal furs, and we find out that the crew knows that we are coming. They're like, they're on the mm. lookout for us. They're like, this Nancy Drew person could be here any minute. Keep an eye out. Um, so as soon as we are able to make it below deck, we find Katie. We, like, walk into this room, and then we see the back of her head in a chair. And we're like, Katie, it's you. You're the boss. But then as soon as we walk up, we turn the chair around. We see she's tied to the chair and gagged. Mm. So we take the gag out of her mouth. She tells us that as soon as she fixed her boat, she went to go check on the whale. That makes sense, right? She wants to make sure the whale's okay. Mm. But when she went out to check on the whale, she found the whale being fed by some men and being rigged up in a harness. So she caught who, whoever it was that's responsible for this. And the men saw her, so they rammed her boat and kidnapped Katie. Um, ah, just as soon as we're telling I'm her... Sorry for doubting you, <laughs> I know, Katie. honestly. <laughs> just as soon as we're, like, telling her everything that we discovered about, like, you know, the burglaries and Benjamin Hawkins and the tunnels and all that stuff, um, we hear someone approaching... So we go and hide, and then we see Andy Jason walk up. Um, he tells Katie that, oh, Nancy's going to be joining us any minute, but then notice, notices that Katie's gag has been removed and catches on that we are already here and must be hiding somewhere. So he That's starts weird. to look around for us, and, it, and so we're like, okay, if we make a break for it, we can get back to our kayak and then go get help, right? Right. So as soon as we, we like tear out of there and run out, but just as soon as we're about to make it above deck, somebody slams the metal door in our face and locks it. So we are trapped below deck. Then Andy approaches us and tells us that we are about to have an unfortunate kayaking accident. It was so foolish Ugh. of us to come out in the middle of night in a fog. Mm -hmm. Ugh. So he very creepily... Um, oh, oh, he also tells us that he's going to tell his customers <laughs> that Caddy got us because that'll be good for business. <laughs> but as soon as he's like approaching us creepily with his arms outstretched, like literally about to attack us, we see the whale swim up into like this little, there's like this, I don't know how to describe it. What do you call this? It's like an open bottom boat almost? Right. So it's like a little pocket. Open water. There's like a pocket of air underneath the boat so that the whale will swim up into that open pocket tank situation yeah right? so we see the whale swim up 
we also see that right next to this, like, you know, railing is an air canister. Mm. So if we reach out, we can grab the air canister and throw it in the water. And then Andy's like, well, what did you do that for? You just threw away like your only weapon or whatever. And we're <laughs> like, ha I guess you don't know this whale very well, huh? And the whale <laughs> flips the air canister, backs up, brains Andy. He passes out <laughs> in a hilarious, like gets knocked out in like this very funny fashion, uh, which I did take a screenshot of. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> very cartoon- cartoonish. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. Um, and then we hear like, I guess over a loudspeaker outside is like, Nancy, Nancy, this is Holt Scotto. Got the Coast Guard here. So Holt has come to the rescue with the Coast Guard, um, so we mm-hmm. are saved. Thank goodness. Holt does something I right. know. Holt saves the day. <laughs> he does. Well, so that's, that's the end of the game here. At the end, we get another letter to Ned. Um, she tells us that somehow Andy got his hands on this orca that had been trained by the Russian military. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> what? Where? When did this come into the story? Where did the Russian military enter into this? Nowhere before have we had any clue that Russia was anywhere in this story until now. And and how is in how is Andy how in cahoots Andy, with the Russian military? And how did Andy get? Yeah, how did Andy get this whale? This this rando whale watching operation in the Pacific Northwest like i know what i'm going to do i am going to acquire a trained russian orca and use it (laughs) to capture sunken smuggled goods what what kind of freaky villain story is this it's like like andy is guilty of a lot more (laughs) than just smuggling True. true he must he must be yeah, no, I don't. I don't fucking get it. Who is this guy? What kind of criminal crime lord is this guy? Like seriously, in in Snake Horse Harbor in the Pacific Northwest, we're not in Seattle. We're not. We're not in California. Like we're on an island in the Pacific Northwest, a small, probably very low population island. Right. What? It's weird. Sorry. So he takes his Russian whale <laughs> and puts it in this harbor. <laughs> um, just, you know, to make everyone think that it's this orphaned whale that's been separated from her pod, right? So he and his crew disable Katie's boat to make sure that Katie is out of the way and unable to check on the orca. Um, and, of course, steals her work gloves in the process. And that's why we find them in the cave. Um, but now, uh, thanks to Holt for his <laughs> rescue, save, saving the day, Andy and his whole crew are now in jail. Um, we do get um, this resolution that Katie has decided, oh, I am going to vote Bullshit. for Holt after Bullshit. all. I know. <laughs> um, and we do find out that the orca has been assimilated into a nearby pod of other orcas. So very nice. Um, and in the very end, we get a little blurry, mm-hmm. like Polaroid, very blurry Polaroid of somebody out there swimming in the harbor. Could it be Caddy saying goodbye? Is it just a log? <laughs> Not sure. Uh, but a nice little cute, cute yeah. little wink to Caddy at cute. the end there. Um, and then that's yeah. it. We get our little trailer for the next game at the end. And that's Deception Island.
I mean, is it too soon to give it a flashlight score and then do our discussion? Because I just want to say... Go ahead. Five out of five flashlights. Five flashlights. I was going to say at the very beginning five of the episode, but... <laughs> flashlights. This It's so good. It's almost... Somehow, even the... in Even my incredulity at the trained Russian orca <laughs> only serves to make it better. Right. Like, it only serves to make it better. So like, good. sometimes... The out-of-the-blue, weird, random plot stuff is really frustrating. But in this in this instance, somehow, it's just so delightful. It is. It's it really so is. so funny. <laughs> it's like, what? Cherry on top. Perfect. Yeah. Cherry. <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> I love anyway, this game. It's sorry. so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's one of those so, that I so have good. to intentionally not play for a while because if I play as often as I want I'll get sick of it and then it'll just become too routine mm. you know I have to that's so true hold off on it so it stays special it's so good I do think so I think I have a theory okay as to how I rank Nancy Drew game okay and I think and we talked a little bit about this before but I think it definitely has a lot to do with the food oh Nice. I think that I end up loving the games the most that have the food that I most want to eat. Oh my gosh. So, for example, my, you know, comfort food. The reason why I rank Dangerous Deception Island so highly is because of infinite clam chowder and infinite peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh yeah, I forgot about the sandwiches too. And blueberry muffins. Like, and blueberry muffins. Mm-hmm. Like, what's, what is not good there? Literally. Soup? I love soup. Can't speak to clam chowder as much. That's true. That's true. But I imagine it's great. I love potato soup. It's got to be somewhere. I love potato soup. So let me tell you. I love potato soup. I've never had clam chowder before this game. Certainly, I mean, I was probably like 10 years old when I played this for the first time. And then never Mm -hmm. ate it. So this was before I was vegetarian. So in college... I was like, you know what? The Angel on Deception Island has inspired me. I'm going to buy a can of yes. clam chowder at the grocery store. Oh, dear. And it was just Campbell's. So I didn't, you know, I don't know if right. this is representative of all clam chowder. If it was supposed Surely to taste not. this way. It was awful. I hated it. I it. <laughs> it was disgusting. I couldn't even finish it. It was slimy and weird and <laughs> not the color you would think it should be. So I don't know. I, I hated it. And I was like, oh, well, that was very disappointing. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat it now, of course. But <laughs> so that kind of—I re- oh. wish I hadn't done that because it spoiled it a little bit for me. And now I'm like, oh, that's disgusting, mm. Nancy. Why are you eating that? But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. No, you want to know something? Like, so I very much want to move to the Northeast, mm-hmm. and. If I move to the Northeast, I think I might have to become a pescatarian. Might. At least an occasional pescatarian. With how big that industry is up there. Just because of all of the fresh seafood. Like, I feel like it would be just such a waste yeah. to live in Maine and never eat lobster. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't fault you. So, not that I would do it all the time. Yeah. You know. But, like, I'm not going to not eat lobster. <laughs> You, you can have as much lobster as you want. You get your lobster, <laughs> Becky. But I'm sure it's actually probably gross is the thing. I bet you I've had I lobster. try lobster. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you'd like it. I, did, I yeah. didn't dislike it. It was good. I mean. Well, I bet if you dip it in the butter, right? Oh. So the, the butter is what you're eating. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, sorry. Aside. 
I think the reason why I love this game so much is for the food and also mm-hmm. the vibes, obviously. When, but all, I mean, honestly, all of it, the story is really good. Yes. It all makes kind of sense. I mean, aside from like the Russian military trained orca, it makes sense. <laughs> and, and so I just, yeah, I just like, it's like ace. It's like, literally mm-hmm. there's nothing bad about it. You know, we hit all of the best tropes, the secret passageways, ample, unlimited food excellent puzzles the there's not a ton of puzzles but the ones that are there they're all solid i like yeah. all the puzzles yeah um what else like weird historical event that is somehow relevant in this present yeah. day moment <laughs> yeah. some random guy <laughs> mythological folkloric creatures caddies yes. every creepy old men in the form of holt scotto are like quaint so, little yeah. business owners with secrets to hide and right. yeah uh-huh. Our mystery what's, old lady on the phone. Oh, mysterious old woman on the phone who lives on an island alone. I mean, what? Queen. Is more iconic. Right. I love it. What's more to love? So, yeah. So, this I think this is my first five out of five flashlights in a game. Mm. And, boy, does it deserve it. It sure does. I think it yeah. sure does. Okay. So, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about Jenna. Okay. So, Jenna, my question to you, do you think that she is coded as being Native American? 100%. And I think somebody at Her Interactive did confirm that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why it's not explicit. So, the thing is, is, like, we don't, like, we don't get any of her history. Weirdly, like, her, I believe her ancestor is, like, a white guy. Because I think we see a picture of him. Do we? Um, I don't remember. I, I want to. Really? I don't. I. I might be wrong, but I don't know what, why I have that impression. So, but it's like, why would I have that impression? Right. If, like I know that she's Native American, or I think she's Native. You know. Yeah. So I don't know where I get that from, but so she's inherited this business. Why is it that we can't? <laughs> It's so relevant. Like, it's so relevant. It is. Especially considering all of the stuff that's going on with the orca and her views on the orca, mm-hmm. right, is that it needs to be returned to its pod, which I think is part of that coding, right, is her ideology. Right. right. But it's like, it would have been really great to get some explicit uh, native representation, I mm-hmm. think, especially in a place like the Pacific Northwest, where obviously... Geographical issues, yeah. Right, right. So I will say that the game did a good job, I think, of making sure to include that in its historical representation of the area. Like, especially when they talked about Benjamin Hawkins, they said he's one of the first non-native, right, settlers in this area. So thank goodness they, like, you know, made sure to make those kinds of distinctions. And I think in the, they're they're talking about uh, Caddy, Cadborosaurus, they talked about how originally it was part of like the Native American history in the area that this creature like became known, right? right? So so I appreciate it for that, but I just wish like we have like some serious representation. Yeah. If we could call that out. But I don't know, maybe we think it's not necessary. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What I, are your thoughts? It would have been nice, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so it's not not important to the plot, but it's also like why not put it in there? Like, there's no reason not to. So why why not just give her a little bit more backstory, a little bit more character information? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like I'm very interested in this Native American businesswoman. Like I want to know yeah. more about her, especially considering the real issues she has with the people around here. You know what I mean? Like I want to know mm-hmm. why she hates Katie so much. Yeah. Um, is Katie racist? You know, like what's what's mm-hmm. going on? Right. There's clearly that a lot been of some anger. good information. Yeah. To have. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't think Katie is anyone to write home about. Like, she is very problematic in the way that she basically exploits this whale for her own right. business and, like, feeds it, which is against the law and against what the National mm-hmm. Marine Fisheries, whatever services, whatever that's called, is for. But she's the one who called them and she's the one who's supposedly working for them. Also, mm-hmm. she, she kicks us off her boat after having, like, invited us here or something. And then leaves with our luggage. <laughs> well, to be fair with that, she was going to check on the whale. Presumably, she would have been back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure. She, but I'm she could sure. have left a note still, or something. She could have, like, told us she was yeah, going, I, called us. We have our cell phone. She just seems kind of awful. Like, in kind of, like, all respects, yeah. she seems kind of awful. Um, yeah. I don't know if Jenna's hate is, like, warranted, but clearly it exists for a reason. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm just... There's definitely something between them yeah. that's happened in the really past. really makes me want to read the book and see what the book says. You know? And they kind of talk about Katie like she's an outsider. Well, mm. how long has she been in town? What has happened since she's arrived right. to make her this outsider? What is the conflict mm-hmm. there? It definitely seems like there are, like, a couple camps, right? So there's, like, Camp mm. Holt, who is, like pro working man pro like fishing industry mm-hmm. pro quote unquote common sense and then there's Katie who is like pro environment i guess i don't <laughs> environmentalist uh, uh pro money for Katie's business um, I, but you know like scientific inquiry yeah um yeah. you know that kind of stuff and so conservation right, right. Which just, I just find so interesting because it's almost as if the game is somehow telling us, and I don't know if this is just my reading of it or not, but it's telling us like, Holt good, Katie bad, Jenna good, Katie bad. Yeah. But, it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's weird? It is weird. There's another game that does that too. Now that you say that, where it's like, oh gosh, what is it? Oh, Scarlet Hand with Alejandro. We're like mm. supposed to like suspect mm-hmm. him. I was like, no, he's right. Yeah. Like we oh, do need to return these artifacts right. to Mexico. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. And like being angry <laughs> yeah, about it. To, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Being like serious about like, it. Oh, he's so mad because we stole their artifact. Well, yeah, he has a right to be mad. Well, and I wonder, is it just that like, are we supposed to see it's, I understand that like, it's supposed to be us building up to think Katie is the perpetrator, right? In these crimes right, and everything. Right, because they want that big twist right, at the, the end. Right, the twist at the end. And then is it, the, but is it the twist at the end that it's, that is supposed to somehow excuse all of these other, or, or make us not think about all of these other issues that are true and that Katie has actually done? You know what I mean? Because if that's the that's case, like, that's not... <laughs> Let's yeah. let's maybe promote some critical thinking and some like looking at things a little bit more with a little bit more complexity, you know, than right. that for 
you know, young people, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that's why I say yeah. everybody is weird in this town is because everybody is weird. Is because Katie is supposedly like, you know, this marine biologist, pro science or whatever thing, but also goes out and feeds the whale. Mm, that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be something a scientist no. would do, especially when it's against the law. Right. I don't know what kind of, you know, accreditation you have or like what, what, who you work for or like how you call yourself a marine biologist, like what it is you do. Like, I know she's supposedly studying parasitic, um, I forget what it was, growth. parasitic growth or something, but like for who, mm-hmm. for what independently? Is she, does she have a grant? Like, what is that situation? And how are you able to do this illegal stuff? and still do that or like i mean i'm sure you're able to but like that's not ethical right that's not right that doesn't seem to be in line with what a good scientist would do so right weirdness there jenna strange because unclear motives seems to be very emotional about something but unclear as to what. Mm-hmm. Also strange because yep. we don't really get a lot of her history, which seems like it's relevant mm-hmm. in relation to the historic location that she's in, um, like the Hot Kettle right. Cafe, this historic building. It's like, okay, well, what's your history? We only really get the history about the building. Right. Yeah, it's not Jenna. Right, we just know her family has owned it. Mm, I guess, is right. that a, I don't know. I just think that that's a little odd. Then we get Holt Scotto, who is, I don't know, he's just, he's just creepy. He's just a creepy old man. I don't know. I don't know that you can call that necessarily odd. It's certainly not unusual, sadly. But it's it's just a bunch of weird characters all pushed up in here together. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And Nancy almost seems like, or Hilda almost seems like the only sane one. No wonder she wanted everybody to leave her alone. No wonder she's like, I'm going to make them all think I'm crazy and then beg off to my island alone. Peace out. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Andy is, he's definitely an oddball. Definitely. But they probably put like the least like amount of suspicion onto him. I can't, I mean, off the top of my head, other than the business competitiveness with Katie, I can't really think of anything that like he did or said that made us think like, oh, it must be him. Yeah. You know, true, true. I mean, there is the business card that we find under the sink at on Katie's oh, boat. That is his business. I forgot card. to mention that. Yeah, but, the um, the kitchen sink was like they destroyed the pipes or whatever, so we have to put it back together, and we find his business card. So that absolutely is suspicious. But that's but it like could have also one just of the very been, first things in the game. It could have also just been that, like, oh, Katie had his business card, or he gave her his business card, like, hey, I want to buy your business, and she just threw right. it under the sink or that could something. be literally anything right. yeah why would a, a culprit put their business card in a place where they were committing <laughs> right. the crime right. that doesn't make yeah. sense or there's um i'm trying to think what else when we go out on the whale watching tour with him we do see the orca mm-hmm. and we're closer than 300 feet mm. so i mean maybe there's that suspicion there of like oh if he's violating the rules anyway maybe he is taking paying customers out there yeah. and just is complaining about Katie doing it because he doesn't want the suspicion on him. But like we go with him to see this orca. <laughs> so so it's, it's obvious that he's doing so this. True. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 
Okay, what else do we want to talk about? Um, this isn't a huge thing, but Bess and George and the Hardy Boys on the yes. phone. That's weird as well. Not weird in that it's unusual, but George is so mean to Bess on the phone. Oh, yeah. Not appreciate that. George is always mean to Bess. When is George not mean to Bess? The storyline with Bess and George is just that Bess is cooking, and then the whole time George is just bragging on her, like, Oh, you have to make a 10-course meal, huh? Oh, you want to eat? Bess wants to have food. Oh, do you smell something burning, Bess? You better go check on that and get off this phone call. Like, it's ruined. Oh, I know. I love that. <laughs> Such a funny joke. Yeah, no. So what if Bess wants to cook for you? Let her cook. Enjoy well, her meals. Also like, like <laughs> she plays it off as, like, Bess being, like, fickle about, like, her hobbies or whatever because Bess, like, saw, started watching this new cooking show, like, a couple days ago or something. And from that was inspired to cook. And it's, like, literally... God forbid Bess be excited about well, something. Like, what else is the point of a cooking show? Literally the point of a cooking right. show is to inspire you to cook something. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what? A human being likes to make food. What are they going to do next? Breathe? <laughs> oh, Sorry, but cooking is not that unusual or weird or, like, it's something that you can make fun of for somebody liking. Like, it's cooking. you. Everybody has to do yeah, it. Yeah, and even if it's, like, a new hobby for Bess, like, or even if Bess is going to, like, pick it up and then put it down and not do it again, literally, who cares? Literally, who hasn't been like, you know what I want to do today? I want to bake some cookies or something. And then just randomly try to bake cookies from scratch. Who who has not? Who cares? Who has never, like, yes. <laughs> Literally, why? Good on Bess for bettering herself. Learning a new or skill. Trying, Good for you, Trying Bess. something. Yeah. Trying to make something. What are you doing, George? Sitting there on your ass? Mm-hmm. Making, making fun, fun of Bess it? for making her food. Right. I bet. I bet George enjoyed that gumbo. I bet she did. I bet she did. Best slaved away over a hot stove. Miss Snarky McSnarkerson <laughs> making jokes. Yes. Well, and then um, another time, Bess, um, when we say goodbye to Bess, Bess goes, whale be in touch. <laughs> like a whale pun, which is amazing. And George goes, Bess, do you have to? George, you're no fun. Why are you so miserable, George? What is going on with you? We can't have a single pun. No, there's a Kardashian meme that's like Kim and Chloe are like talking about something and Courtney walks up and says something random like, hey guys, did you know this thing about a banana or whatever? And Kim and Chloe are like, oh yeah, we're talking about this. And Courtney goes, oh my God, you guys are tortured not seen that and it's just like this is how i feel <laughs> and Bess would respond to george oh my god you are torture oh yeah why are you so uptight about everything george relax right relax <laughs> wow okay it just yeah i will say we can call frank and joe and mm-hmm. frank is like immediately peeved at us for not enjoying our vacation and he also oh, seems Frank. to be very concerned about us and um making sure that we're being careful and safe while we're investigating as he should <sighs> i know and then we have to be ruined we have to ruin a lovely ned drought with with a letter to him at the end why why yeah our letter at the beginning oh, well. was to hannah 
Yeah. Why? 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 Just tell Ned. <laughs> I will say I didn't like the Hardy Boys plot line on their on the phone call because they're dog sitting for somebody or they found a dog and they're waiting for the owner to come get in. They keep calling the dog an it and they're like, Oh, it's barking. Oh, it's so big. We had to put it in the garage. Mm-hmm. Oh no. He knocked over things in the garage. It's like, you not like him. You didn't have to take him in, <laughs> take him to the shelter and they'll call his owner. Mm-hmm. You can let him wait there. All right. Well, I just thought that that was unnecessary. Yeah. Come on. I feel like Frank Hardy would be a little bit more compassionate. Yeah. Animals, you would think so. Way, you would. But... Cause he's, Mr. Perfect, you know, supposed to be. Right. I bet Ned would be even worse. So. Oh, I bet Ned wouldn't even like take the dog home. Ned would have gone out of his way and hit the dog with his truck. <laughs> I'm oh, just kidding. That makes <laughs> me sad. He wouldn't have done that. I'm just kidding. Joke. That was a joke. That was a joke for all our listeners. It's okay. It's I don't okay. think Ned would do that. I actually, I truly don't hate Ned that much. Just a little bit. Oh. Just sorry, I just. I just found this in, in my what? notes. I When I was um, making a note about Beth cooking the 10-course meal, I was like, oh, it's because she misses Nancy. How sweet is that? Because she's uh, Nancy's like, ask, what have you guys been up to? And Beth says something like, oh, I've been, you know, you're not here. Oh. I don't have anything else to do, so I've just been cooking. She's sad. She's like, oh, she misses Nancy. Nancy. She wants Nancy. I know. That's so funny. She's been abandoned Not with cute. George. Of course she's miserable. I know. Oh. <laughs> That's too funny. Can we talk? Let's talk. Hold on. Let's talk about Nancy Drew for a second. Because she, this bitch, decides that at night where she knows there's criminal activity going on, the fog is rolling in. She decides to take her kayak, kayak over to this, I don't steamship or some massive ship. Whatever it is. Yeah. Sneak around. What? She's insane. Who was right? You should have called the Coast Guard. Or at least when you saw this massive operation, you didn't just see Katie's boat. You should have called the Coast Guard. You know what I mean? Right. What what compelled her to take her tiny little yellow kayak, over, climb up the side of this boat in the dark at night <laughs> where there are criminals on board? And you, oh, by the way, you can hear them talking. About their criminal activity yep. and you, who they know, you're coming. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? And had the whale not come at that exact she moment, died. they would have been dead. They would have taken them out to sea or, and killed or them. Or had yep. the whale missed throwing that air canister back at Andy's head by inches, she would be dead. Right. She would be dead. She would be dead and Bess would yeah. be crying and Ned would be at her funeral and Frank would have to stand in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing. But so I think, uh, truly, I think that the Nancy Drew of the Her Interactive PC games must, there must be a screw loose up there or something because this is bananas <laughs> logic. Like, this is bananas truly... unsafe. You know what I mean? Like, on next level. Like, just what decision making skills are you showing in your, <laughs> in your right. decisions here? Because it's poor. It's poor. <gasps> And what was her reason for not calling the Coast Guard? Just that there was not enough time? I think... Because they arrived within 10 minutes? So, no, I think it wasn't that. I think she didn't want to call them in case um, there wasn't enough... Like, she thought that there wasn't enough evidence against Katie. And so she didn't want to call the Coast oh, okay. Guard if Katie wasn't doing anything wrong. 
but... Uh, I guess that's fair. I but... don't think that it is. Because it's like, if you suspect that someone is out there doing something illegal, like, you should maybe call the authorities and then let the authorities... Maybe. I mean, in some situations, not. But, like, Coast Guard is not gonna... <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like... They're not going to get mad at you for calling something right. in when it's their responsibility in the especially, first place to decide whether or not there is evidence to go off of. Especially since we are in this scenario where it's nighttime, there's an orphaned whale in the mm-hmm. channel, this special circumstance, and there's also been like like these break-ins and stuff. So it's like, it's just like it's warranted for some authority yeah. to come out and handle yeah. it in, on the ocean in the middle of the night. Yeah, you would think. So I question Nancy's sanity um, here a little bit in this game, but oh well. <laughs> I still give it five flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it definitely deserves them. I don't think I have anything else. My only last thing is a tiny little note. Did you happen to catch the name of Katie's boat? Because... From the angles that we can look at it, the name, no. like the last part of it, is like partially cut mm-hmm. off on the screen that we're able to see. And I know that the first part, it's a, it's a whale pun. It's orca. But then there's like a hyphen and some other letters. I think it's orchestrate. Hmm. Like orchestrated crime. Like, oh. oh, interesting. Wait, orchestrate? Like, is she orchestrate? Orchestrate. Okay. Like orca. Okay, I see. Interesting. Like, she's orchestrating something. Like, is that supposed to lend us some suspicion to Katie? Obviously, she right. didn't orchestrate anything right. in the end. We know that. Yeah. But did they intentionally do that hey, hey, hey. as, like, a little hinty hint, hidden code clue, and also pun? Who doesn't love that? A nice little whale pun. Yeah, interesting. Although, I will say that if we're just thinking about, like, whale-watching business names, terrible. That's a terrible one. Yeah. If it's orchestrate, awful. Well, awful. I think that's the name of the boat. I think her okay. company name or business name is just like Katie's Whale Watching Tours or something gotcha. like that. Okay. I don't... okay, 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 okay. So I was like, Whale World is way better. Yeah, way yeah, better. way better. But for a boat <laughs> name, it's not bad. If you're, <laughs> if you're a criminal, I guess. I guess, I guess. But... <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Okay. Yep. Five flashlights, maybe even six. Go play it for yourself maybe if you haven't. Six. If Go you've play already it. played it, Seriously. use this as an excuse to replay it because it's so good. It, it needs is a, really good. A uh, regular replay, I think. And if you're one of the fans that has only played like the more recent ones, you are doing yourself a disservice if you do not go back and play this one. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so regular Drews. Next up, we are going to be covering. Or do you want to do a drum roll? <laughs> it's kind of a special episode, I guess. Yeah. So we're going to do another <laughs> Nancy Drew game, but it's not a game by Her Interactive. Mm-mm. It is Nancy Drew, the mystery of the Cluebender Society. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a DS game put out yes. by Jesco. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited. <laughs> Something very it's different. It's going to be so much fun. This is me from from the past telling myself in the future that it's going to be <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, so join us then, regular Drews. <laughs> we'll see you then. 
Thank you for listening to Regular Nancy Drew. Email us at regularnancydrew at gmail.com. If you like this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Regular Nancy Drew and Twitter at RegularND. You can also support us on Patreon. Patrons at the $3 level vote on upcoming episode topics and get exclusive access to our Scoop Sesh series. And all patrons receive early access to each episode as well as weekly bonus content. And to all you regular Drews out there, thanks for listening. listening.